Dear Disciple podcast, where we explore the ins and outs of university life and unpack what it means to be a disciple on campus. It's week two, episode two, Sister Mary Helen. Father Nicholas, here it's, we are, still here. We're still here. We, we made it through O week. We made it through the first week of classes. And the first week of Lent, almost. Almost. And it's, and it's time to have a chat again. And this week, we're very pleased to have with us one of our other discipleship officers. We had Andrew with us last week. And now, Mahia, it's so good to see you. Good to see you too, Father. Sister Mary, good to see you. And we're back. Um, and it's been a busy first week of classes. Um, Sister Mary Helen, what was it like being back on campus for you for the first time in a little while? Yeah, different. The world is waking back up from the pandemic. It's kind of nice. It's good to see some People students around, around. smiling mm-hmm. faces. Mahia, what about you? Like, um, you've been a university chaplain for a little while and been involved in university ministry. Um, how how glad were you to come back after having a couple of years of being in lockdown? Yeah, I think it was very fun to see so many students coming in, um, especially all week. There was so much vibe, so much, you know, um, creativity, so much happiness. It's really great to really be back on campus. And it was good to see so many people back on campus face to face. You um, also in the last couple of weeks had another milestone in your life. Your little daughter went to um, primary school for yes, the first time. Yes, she did. It was, it was very hard to see my daughter go to high school. It seems like she's growing so fast. High school? High school or primary school? Woo! Oh, no, no. no I, jumped, I jumped again. Six going on 16, is she? Primary school, yes. And my little daughter was crying when she was going to her first day, so it was really nice to take her to school, and it was really fun. Yeah. It was a beautiful moment. And what about you? Like, did you shed a tear? I know there was just a bit of a storm coming in, a bit of tears coming down my eyes, but that was about it. Oh, it's a beautiful moment. They grow up so fast. Right. It's so beautiful. Start this learning journey. Yeah. She could one day be one of these students walking onto campus. That is very true, and hoping to meet a beautiful nun or priest <laughs> or discipleship <laughs> officer. <laughs> My is a charmer from way back. <laughs> <laughs> we are just um, glad to be back. And yeah, I, I think I said this last week, um, after working with students last year, in particular, working from home, it's just really exciting to have people back on campus. Um, obviously, I, I don't feel like we're back to sort of full strength yet, um, but just really encouraging students um, to, to get back to campus as much as possible because there's so much about university that happens outside of the classroom and especially for those of you who are in that stage where you're you're trying to sort of grow in your faith as well like there's so many great opportunities and we're really excited to be walking with you and with each other um throughout this year Mm -hmm. yeah i was thinking of the the students that we met uh at the seek conference a couple of weeks ago and it was just a great conversation that we were having there about uh, going back to campus and seeing it as um, really a gift, you know, of of what it takes. You have to get up out of bed and actually show up, but but that's somehow our role, you know, as students who who are disciples of Christ. Like we have a place on campus to to spread that, spread the gospel by our way of living. I did um say to someone last year that I'm a little bit worried that we're going to have a generation of engineers and architects who are going to um, lose their job within the first three weeks of getting them. Why? Well, because they just 
won't go to work. Yeah, mm. true. And, and someone will say to them, no, you're fired. And they'll say, well, why? And they're like, well, because you didn't come to work. Right, yeah. Or mm. because you came with a business shirt on and pyjama pants on. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a lot about going to university that's about actually just training yourself to get up and go to work. Right, a little bit of discipline, a yeah. little bit of, yeah. Um, so the commute in, um, the, the very fact that you've got to be there all day, the fact that, um, yeah, it's it's tiring. Not every moment is really exciting. Yeah. You know, some moments are really not, like 8 a.m. lectures in the Eng Theatre, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's the whole atmosphere, it's beautiful too. I mean, being just been around campus, seeing new people, new faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I suppose that's what we want to talk about today. We really want to sort of... Uh, look at some of the challenges because there's probably a little bit of anxiety as, ra- uh, as well because not only have students not been on campus for two years, um, but those who are coming to campus for the first time haven't been at high school um, for two years because it's been at home learning for most of VCEs. So there is probably a little bit of apprehension, a little bit of um, fear among mm. students about coming back or coming to campus for the first time. So we're going to discuss today sort of um, some tips, some pointers, some advice on on how do we um, transition from screen to screen to face to face. This is the You Disciple Podcast. More information on what's happening on a campus near you, go to udisciple.melbournecatholic.org.au. We hope to see you on campus. So, Mihia, come on. You've, you've been doing this for a little while. You've been um, involved in campus ministry. What, what, what would be your first sort of piece of advice to a student who's, who's coming to campus for the first time or who's had a couple of years of online learning um, and a bit apprehensive about coming back to campus. Well, we have around, you know, a couple of tips and pointers, but I think the, the first thing before you even go to campus is, you know, tip number one is to reflect. Um, it's important to spend some time reflecting on what happened for the past two years, you know, what were we doing? What was the thing I liked online? What did I, what didn't I like? Um, why am I excited to go back to campus? Or what are my fears to go into campus? So I think it's time to kind of reflect first before even, get into the whole atmosphere and see, well, what's working for me now? I think um, that's a really good point because there is some things that were good about the pandemic. We learned mm. some things about ourselves, um, or hopefully we did. Um, so it wasn't all bad. Um, and Sister Mary Helen, you and I were talking last week about sort of we're looking at the online classroom and we're saying, okay, as much as we're sick and tired of online learning and we want to do as much in um, face-to-face as possible. There is some advantages of being able to do some things online because we can bring people together from across campuses. That's right. So yeah. it wasn't all bad. Sure. Um, was there something that you learned about yourself during lockdown? I love staying home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a homebody than I realised, I think. And so, yeah, I think it. I have endless creative ideas of what to do with time <laughs> when you give it to me but um yeah sorry it really uh, I learned I have to really um be really intentional about what I'm doing and why I'm doing it and just make sure I go do that thing mm. and and the effort that that requires is you know not a problem but um yeah I don't know I think one thing I learned about the pandemic also is sometimes we can just do things online 
like you know a lot of most of our meetings we we have to be face to face and when this whole idea of zoom came I'm like oh, what is this zoom and how do you even use it and i think that helped us a lot you know where we there's important meetings happening we can do it online you know we don't have to go all the way go to a certain area and get everyone together 15 20 people and i think sometimes it was good to just do it online yeah. so there were some goods and you know stuff coming out of the pandemic i am um I've realized that I don't mind my own company mm-hmm. as much as I thought I did. Um, and a couple of Friday nights ago, it was like when everybody was going out and you could go out and I was like, do you know what? I'm actually just happy staying yeah. at home. Yeah. So one of the things for me was like, I, I'm going to have to force myself right. back into some of those social circumstances, yes. those things. It's a, it's, um, it's how, it's how easy it is to stay at home. Right. And I think when it comes to the class um, class situation, even if our classes are being offered online, we might actually have to force ourselves a little bit because it is easy. Yes. Um, and But that there there is a benefit in doing that. Um, but, yeah, so that was one thing I learned about myself. It's a good uh, Lenten resolution. Go to class. Mm. Exactly. That, that can be your penance. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, a great penance. Catch penit. the tram. Yeah. Well, we, and we were discussing this last week that um, obviously Lent being at the beginning of this academic year, um, that's the beginning of our academic year every year, but um, in particular this year it, it coincides with our first four or five weeks on, cl- on campus it gives us an opportunity to use those spiritual um, those um, spiritual practices of Lent yeah. to really set some good practices for the year ahead. Right. So I suppose um, sort of coupled with that though is this thing of being kind to yourself. Like you want to challenge yourself and you want to push yourself. But one of our, um, our other tips would obviously be about being patient with yourself because mm-hmm. it will – it will challenge you being back on campus. You it's will, true. you will be tired. Um, it will be a little bit stressful. And even we, I was discussing with a group the other day, just this whole concept of safety. Um, I think it's, it's an interesting dialogue on its own. What does safe mean today? But it is a quite a change. Uh, I know just from catching public transport over the last few weeks coming into work, and I imagine the students catching public transport into into uni uh, it's kind of a strange thing at the beginning no one's on the train everyone's all spaced out and then all of a sudden within a week you're there packed up beside everybody and that has not been our experience in the last couple of years so even just those things just being squished by people uh, we haven't had to deal with that for a little while Mm. so that can be a little bit um, unsettling just an emotional factor because you just haven't dealt with that for a couple of years. Yeah, and I think it's important to know your limits also, like, you know, knowing your body and your capacity. Um, a lot of things have changed within those two years. So I think it's, it's, I think it's okay to, you know, meet along the way some little bit of failures, you know, you miss your train or you miss a class. I think it's okay to be kind and passionate with yourself. And even if it means waking up two hours earlier to go to campus, I mean, it's, wow. uh, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, you can listen to a lot of podcasts. You can even listen to this podcast. There, there hey, you go. We are here for you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's important, I think. And I think being just being attentive to your how you are feeling is a really important thing. Um, I was having this discussion with someone over the weekend about the fact that um, there, we have lived for the last two years under a certain level of anxiety. Um, there's been a certain um, level of fear and anxiousness just in the whole world in which we live. Um, and sometimes we, we probably haven't even addressed that. So you might find yourself on a tram surrounded by a lot more people or sitting in a lecture theatre and it might be the first time that you're in a really large crowd. Um, or 
um, as you come back to campus, there is going to be more pressures on you than what you've possibly felt for the last couple of years. And add on that, that there's this sort of level of anxiety in the world already. So just being really conscious of that and being able to address that and being ready to sort of talk to people about that. Um, and again, that doesn't mean you have to pour out to absolutely everyone sort of your deepest, no. darkest fears. But um, I think just being able to address that it, whilst we're excited about coming back to campus and we're really looking forward to seeing each other, there can be this hidden anxiety or anxiousness yeah. that we can be feeling. Yeah. Um, and just being able to name that sometimes is really helpful. Mm. And I think it's important, Father, because it's everyone's been through it the same, same way in the same time. So we all have this kind of anxiety. We all went, went through this whole lockdown. So we're all in the same boat in that perspective. Yes. So what's tip number three, Mihia? Tip number three is, I think it's an important one, is making a friend in every class. Great idea. Tell us more. Why? Well, sometimes we can't do it on our own. So we need someone to be there with us. You know, that whole human connection is very important. Um, it has a you know, positive impact on our moods. And there's nothing more fun than going to class and knowing there's someone there who can sit next to you and you can just have a bit of fun while you're in class too, while you're always, you know, also learning. So I think never underestimate the power of a friend. You know, they can bring out the best in you. And sometimes if it's a bad friend, they can bring out the worst in you. Yeah. <laughs> so making a good friend in class is really, really important, especially um, going to campus. And if you have no friends in, on campus, maybe you can check out your friends and see if they are going to be in the same campus as you. Maybe go, go out for a coffee with them and see what uni they go into. Maybe you'll already have a friend before you even start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> S- sorry. Yeah, sorry, we're all going to jump yeah, in here. we're all about making friends. <laughs> <laughs> what do you reckon, sister? I just think uh, everyone sitting next to you is a potential friend mm. because and, – and they're probably all sitting there awkwardly also not approaching you because no one's been there for two years, you know, and even if you did kind of get to know someone online, you might not have actually seen them. Uh, so, so maybe just to um, knock it down a few notches, the anxiety level – Everyone's feeling the same way. Mm. And, and I know for myself, my whole uni experience is centered on friendship. And um, had, thankfully, I had very brilliant friends and we did all of our assignments together and we spent all of our time together. It was fantastic. Um, so I couldn't imagine uni another way. So, so the only friends I was making is priests and nuns. That's not true. Oh. Because I studied theology at oh, CTC. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of the challenges for uh, new students, like people maybe going into their first year, um, is that they've spent the last six years with their friendship group. Yep. Um, and they've, by and large, um, done everything together. Sat mostly in the same classes, spent lunch times together, played the same sports, uh, socialized together after school. Um, and now, for the first time, they've probably actually gone to divergent universities. Right. Are and you even talking to your high school friends yeah. anymore? Mm. I mean, I think I talked to one. But so it's, yeah. it's really the first time since year seven, for like, six years ago, where you've actually got to go through that whole process of yeah. introducing yourself to new people. You don't necessarily have that support network around you. Um, even if some of those friends might be um, at the same university as you, they're probably on a different timetable, so they're not necessarily going to be around on the same day. So it really is um, a challenge. But And it's the same also for students who have been online for two years. Is that yeah. it's, You don't have to reach out and make a friend if you're sitting, if you're not sitting next to them in a lecture theatre. So Yeah, it's a funny shakedown though because say all through high school you're doing things but you had different interests than each other mm-hmm. and now you find yourself in university. This is the one 
moment where you are grouped according to people of really similar ability and interest to you. Um, and so this could be the friends that you're going to have for the rest of your mm. life. I mean, I didn't know anyone from uni, anyone at all, zero. Um, I made friends with someone because they carpooled with me mm. and I didn't know them from there. But all my friends I made were in my classes and I'm still really close friends with them now. But there's there's a natural connection. We, I mean, that's one of the criteria for friendship is common interest. Well, there it is. You're, you're, you're both really love chemical engineering. It's just so exciting. Ah. <laughs> and I, but I think, as you say, it's, it becomes important because not only are they friends for life, but they become your future colleagues. Like These Absolutely. are the people who will support you throughout your career. So making friends is a really important one. Another really important thing, I think, for students going to campus, um, and this again is where Lent sort of comes in and is really helpful, is um, we have to establish a new routine. And this is going to be very different to what your routine was um, studying from home. Mm. And just by the very fact that you're going to have to include getting on a tram, making the tram on time, uh, getting to class, finding a lecture theatre, finding a chair, um, doing the walk of shame because you didn't make your tram <laughs> on time and now you've got to walk into the lecture theatre and everyone knows you're 15 minutes late. Yes. But like establishing a routine and and finding a rhythm. And this was one piece of advice that was given to us when we went into the seminary was that the sooner that you can find that rhythm, um, the more easy your experience will be. So um, really in these first couple of weeks of being back on campus, trying to find a rhythm to your week um, and trying as best you can to make each week pretty similar because then you find that pattern and you're going to find that sort of routine that's really going to make you make you flourish um in your university and making sure it's balanced yeah mm. um, yeah yeah have fun put fun supposed to be in your routine yeah. and relax and and something different using your brain in a completely different way i say bring back the sabbath you know like we <laughs> we try to really intentionally bring back that day of rest where like from 4 p.m saturday till 4 p.m. Sunday, you don't do your normal work um, and just have a have a nice break. Um, but then also getting sleep and getting mm. regular amounts of the same amount of sleep uh, that will make you a great student. Like buy a novel. Like this one of the advice I give to students. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, okay, if you've been in class all day um, and you've been doing your notes and you've been doing your study and you're on the tram on the way home and you're not listening to this podcast, like have a novel. Like don't yeah. be afraid to read something that's a bit trashy. Um, <laughs> still, like not too trashy, like half trashy, half half edifying. What? But like, find, <laughs> like don't be afraid to schedule into your day things that actually bring you joy. Yes, and that um, a story that's not your own. Yeah. yeah, that's good. And that that's different to mm -hmm. what like you're going to have lots of reading to do. You're going to have lots of study to do. You're going to have lots of work to do find some things and schedule them into your day that actually just that bring joy that spark yeah. joy in your life or sports you know mm. so you can run off all your other i go buy a soccer ball and kick the ball around yeah yeah you could do that you can do that or you could do what hard. do you do squash, squash. Ooh. yeah the squash courts at most oh, that's universities pretty good at squash. actually one of the few places that still have squash courts <laughs> long live squash but here you're um constantly complaining about your commute to work and public transport any advice on on establishing a routine and being on time um, <laughs> well, I'm always, well, it's really hard, like, about 8 o'clock in the morning and being in the traffic. It's true. Like, it's, Traffic's it, awful at the it's, moment. It's the worst. But through time, I think it, everything gets better. <laughs> Father always tells me I for coming to work late. It's okay. 
obviously um, one of the things for students is that we don't always meet the mark. We can set high ideals for ourselves. We can really strive for perfection, but we don't always meet the mark. So I think one of the other goals that, or the tips that we would have um, as you're starting out in the semester is being ready to reach out for help. And uh, where do you go? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think it's really crucial to um, seek support if you need it. And I think there's this, there's this stigma of young people where we can do everything by ourselves. Sometimes it's okay to just ask, um, whether it's a friend, a chaplain, or a counsellor. I think it's really important to reach out if we really need help. And I think every university has that, and which is beautiful. Um, secular universities, uh, Catholic universities, whichever it is, um, such as peace support group, um, groups, chaplaincies, counselling, psychology. There's, there's so much available, you know, for the students. And it's beautiful because you don't even have to pay for it. <laughs> I mean, it's for free. I think the big thing about it as well is you don't have to be in a deep, dark pit to reach out for help. Mm. And like the best thing to do is reach out before you get into the deep, dark pit. So right. as, yeah. as you start to identify that things are going a little bit off the rails or you're struggling with your timetable or you're not making friends as fast as you'd like to or um, there's something completely unrelated to university that's going on at home but it's affecting your study life. Reach out, reach out to, um, reach out and ask for some help. Um, and that's why we're here too, right? Yeah. Mm. And that's that's the beauty is that there's there's both sort of um, services and support within your university and with your, within your campus, but also um, within the church. And we discussed this a couple of weeks back with Silvana that um, the Lord um, truly cares not just about your your spiritual help. Yes. He cares about everything about mm. you. And this is the, the the real focus of our team on campus now is saying, okay, yeah, we're going to help you form and learn and understand the catechism and the scripture and the sacraments. and But we actually care about how your study's going mm. and how's your yeah, family the going whole person. and how's your relationship with your friends going and yeah. are you getting enough sleep? Like, Because that's what the Lord cares about. Exactly. He, as, as, um, as he entered into the life of the disciples, he took on – the responsibility for the whole person, not just their spiritual well-being, and that's really what our team here in um, the discipleship team is about. We're saying, okay, how can we help you in your in your whole person, and how can we connect you in with those services and supports and um, different structures that are going to help you flourish as as a student. Yeah, you know, actually that was um, something that struck one of my friends when I was at uni. He was really impressed, and he was agnostic. He was really impressed. Uh, basically with that gospel light, you know, see how they love each other. He just said, the way you all live is the way we should live. But he didn't believe in God at that point. Um, But he was really struck by it when people were having hard times and he knew them, the way we would care for each other really spoke to him. Like if I had that, uh, you know, my life would be Mm. what it should be. So, um yeah, let's hope that our communities that we form on campus as uh, as young Catholics uh, give that witness for our own support, but also for others. And I suppose there's a really practical way that we're offering that this year, and that is through our mentoring program. So Mahia, you're um, one of our mentors, um, one of our discipleship officers on campus. Um, so one of the things that we're really um, encouraging students to do this year is to reach out and to have a weekly catch up with one of mm. our one of our mentors or chaplains on, on on their own campus. So tell us a little bit more about why you think this is a really important part of being a student on campus this year. 
Well, first of all, it wasn't available before, so this is something really good the church is investing in. And I think it's beautiful because the church is investing in the whole person on campus. And look, every university offers mentors, secular mentors, but if someone's really serious about their faith, why not invest in it? And the church is providing this beautiful idea of, well, if you want someone to journey with you on campus, we're here for you. And there's nothing more beautiful than that, like to be just journey with you. And as Father said, you know, the whole person, you know, if you're struggling with relationships, you know, we're we're here for you. If you're struggling spiritually, we're here for you. Whatever you're struggling with, we are here for you. And if you've got some happiness and some joy you want to share, we want to hear that joy and happiness also. So this whole accompaniment that we want to journey with you in the amount of years that you're on campus to build you up, to really get close to the Lord. And there's nothing more better than being close to the Lord and having someone there who can really authentically be there for you and get nothing out of return but your happiness and your spiritual life. I think the the thing, and Sister Mary Helen, we were speaking about this with Silvana as well, I think that the only real growth sort of that we saw, I, I definitely saw in my own spiritual life, was when I actually started being accompanied by someone who was a few years ahead of me um, and who was able to sort of take me on that journey of faith and when I realized I wasn't doing it alone. Um, and that's really what we're hoping to offer to all students across campuses here in Melbourne this year is saying, we'll, we'll come, we'll find you. Mm. <laughs> um, okay, you're, on, you're at Deakin Geelong and it's, it's a Wednesday afternoon and that's your only day on campus. Well, we'll send our mentor out to you. And um, I don't, it'll be Andrew, or it'll be Mahir, or it'll be Father Darrell, it'll be whoever. But we'll, we'll have a coffee and we'll have a chat and we'll, we'll pray with you and we'll, we'll, um, we'll see how you're going for that week and we'll catch up in a week's time. Um, and that's the real sort of offering that we are hoping that students here in Melbourne take up this year. Yeah, it's such a great investment. I mean, if you just think of the, if you think of uh, our Archbishop as a, a father, you know, to all the Catholics now and potential, you know, mm-hmm. in this area, that he would want to provide that. I think it's very beautiful. Um, yeah, yeah it's, it's about becoming more and more about the other person and the other person is Jesus. I mean, the more we become like him, the more we become authentic. You know, we get to know ourselves. And that's what we're trying to, the church is trying to provide. You know, it's getting to know, getting to know the Lord. And if we do, we become our authentic selves, you know, knowing who we are and what we are. And I think it's a beautiful thing the church is investing in. And we've been discussing over the last couple of weeks this whole idea of discipleship and that the more we become like Jesus in our own relationship with him, the closer we we become in our walk with him as disciples, then the more we are then sent out. And I I think that's our, our last um, our last tip for for this week is that um, as you go to campus, as you go back to campus, make sure that you take Jesus with you. Mm. Um, you play an important role um, in the proclamation of the gospel on campus. Um, our team is here to support you, but there's only a few of us, um, and we're very unseen. But each one of you, as a as a young Catholic, plays a really important role to be that salt and light. Um, on campus and to be the presence of Christ on campus. Mm. Yeah, I think, Father, it's very important to take Jesus to campus with you. And it's been authentic. I mean, if you pray at home before meals, pray at, pray at university before you eat your meal. I mean, whatever you do at home, you know, you can do that on campus in your spiritual life. So not to be afraid to practice your faith, to talk about Jesus when opportunity comes along. So I think it's really important that we can bring Christ to campus. And I think he wants to come to campus. Yeah, and I think it sometimes it's with words, but a lot of times it's not. It's just the way that we act, what we choose to do, how we do our work, 
uh, it speaks volumes. Mm. So it took me a long time to realize that actually just being a student is was God's will for me in that moment. And so I tried when I flipped the switch. I said, okay, I'm going to be a student as your will for me. Uh, it it totally changed. It is funny, sister. That um... you're listening to the You Disciple podcast, where we put the You in disciple. Sorry, Mahia was funny. No, <laughs> 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 just saying, Sister Mary, uh, um, I took a priest with me to campus the other day and everyone was looking at him. Yeah. You know, and it's beautiful because it's beautiful witness. They're just, you know, just having a priest, you know, in his, uh, in his clothing and walking around the campus. It was beautiful. It was everyone, you know, well, a lot of people liked it and a lot of people approached him. Hey, Father, how are you? Which they didn't even know. Yeah, I think it's amazing. That's it. That's uh, the end of another episode. Who would have thought that we could have just kept talking and talking and <laughs> even talking through the ad break, me here? You know? <laughs> I got too excited. <laughs> but there's plenty. There's plenty to talk about. But we're really excited to see um, students back on campus, and really, uh, we're just encouraging you to reach out. Um, so all the details of the discipleship on campus team can be found at www.udisciple.melbournecatholic.org.au. Um, You're so really getting good at that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm finally getting the my our own website correct, which is, <laughs> is good. So um, it's a you'll find out more information on the mentoring program, on all the activities of clubs and societies, and also you can reach out and make a time to catch up with our discipleship campus. See you around. Uh, yeah, if you see us, come say hi. Yeah, and otherwise, just keep an ear out because in two weeks' time now we're going to be starting our Lenten. Um, podcast series on time for God. So if you don't have a copy of Father Jacques Philippe's book, make sure you reach out to um, Mahir or Andrew or one of your chaplains um, and Sister Mary Helen is kindly going to donate a copy to you. It's <laughs> <laughs> developing as we speak. I don't know how many copies we're giving out, but um, first in best dress. But Whoever we've got wants copies. time for God. Time. Will exactly. you get time for but otherwise, um, enjoy your week on campus and enjoy uh, this next week of Lent. If you can, uh, be kind to yourself and we'll see you around campus. Whether you've been listening to us on the tram, in the library, or on your way to class, thanks for listening to this week's You Disciple podcast. Share, like, and subscribe. and We hope to see you on and around campus. The You Disciple Podcast is a production of the Catholic Archdiocese of Melbourne.